0: On today's episode of Games with Bill, we're going to talk about how Valve is updating the Steam Deck dock before it's even out. How Nintendo is updating the release date for Splatoon 3, and it's not what you think. Plus, Nintendo is somehow finding a way to make the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass strangely compelling if they commit. Plus, we've got some cross-play news, and we've got a question that I need you guys to answer. If all that sounds good... Let's get started. When Valve announced the Steam Deck, they also announced the Steam Deck dock. The Steam Deck is out, but the Steam Deck dock is not yet out. Valve said that we should expect that by the end of spring, so sometime before the end of June, fingers crossed. Um, but they said that they were still working on the designs of that thing. That didn't stop them from showing what they had so far. There was like a little blueprint on the web page, and on that blueprint they showed that it had Display Port and HDMI and Ethernet, It also had two usb 2.0 ports and a usb usb 3.1 port well eagle-eyed people on reddit have found that it's been updated so now instead of having those three ports having a two-in-one option now it's all usb 3.1 ports so what's the difference between usb 3.1 and usb 2.0 I don't, technic- I don't usually get into the weeds on this technical stuff, so if I get anything wrong, feel free to let me know in the comment section down below. USB 3.1 in, in my understanding is about 10 times faster than USB 3.0 and about 20 times faster than USB 2.0, which is very, very important. Here's why I think it's important. The steam deck has fairly limited storage capacity of course you can add an sd card to that and people are going by my house on motorcycles right now thank you for that uh, you can add uh more storage through an sd card i currently have a terabyte sd card on my on my steam deck which is the 512 version so i have lots and lots of storage it's not unlimited storage though and That might get expensive having a bunch of SD cards, so what I think a lot of people are going to do is they'll pick up the dock, they'll put their favorite games on the Steam Deck, and then they'll put games that are really, really big that maybe they don't play all the time on an external storage device plugged in to the dock and having only one usb 3.1 port on that device or on that dock meant that you're limited as to which which um other devices you can plug into it if you have storage on uh you know that usb 3.1 port then anything else that you want to use that uses usb 3.1 you're kind of beat. I'm sure that you could use some kind of hub, but then you've got a dock plugged into a hub and then a thing plugged into that. It kind of gets to be a jumbled mess of wires. And I don't know about you, but I don't like a jumbled mess of wires. So I appreciate that Valve is updating the Steam Deck dock, which say that five times fast, in order to make it more palatable For people who want to plug a lot of cool things into the Steam Deck dock. Now here's my question to all of you. What are you going to be plugging into your Steam Deck dock and does this USB 3.1 change matter to you or were you already all set with USB 3.1 and two USB 2.0 ports? And I want to know why, once we have USB 3.1, why people still put out stuff That is USB 2.0. Like, can't we move past this? Uh, It kind of drives me crazy when I go to plug something in and I have to worry about which port am I plugging it into. Does it have a little blue tab on there or does it have a white tab on there? Don't make me look at the tabs. Just ship new stuff with USB highest possible number and we'll all be happy. It feels weird to use the word traditionally when talking about Splatoon because there's only been two of them. But for me, traditionally, those games feel like summer games. And I know that, you know, two points on a graph does not create a data set that you can extrapolate from. You got those super bright colors. The first one came out in the end of May. The second one came out in July. And you are essentially running around with a squirt gun. So it feels like summer to me. And I think a lot of us assumed that Splatoon 3 was going to be a summer game. Which is why I think a lot of us, myself included, were perplexed when Nintendo moved Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to a summer date. Now, I hypothesized that the reason that they were doing it was their big tentpole game was going to be... Breath of the Wild 2 and because Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed until spring of next year they needed some big tent pole to hold up the middle of the year and it made sense for me that it would be um, Splatoon 3 but then they moved Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to that position so I was like what's going on there well now we know Splatoon 3 has a release date it is coming out on I think it was 9-9. I have to look. Confirmed. I just checked and it is September 9th, the day that it's coming out, which is technically still summertime. As long as you're before September 21st, you are technically in summertime. But it doesn't feel like summer. And for me, Splatoon screams summer. That being said, I don't really care when the game comes out. I'm still not convinced that I'm going to be buying this game. I really want to. But Nintendo has yet to show us anything that doesn't tell me that this game shouldn't have just been DLC for Splatoon 2. They gotta earn that three at the end. And Splatoon 2 was essentially Splatoon 1 with a new single player campaign, which is fine because we were going from the Wii U to the Switch. We were going to a new system. Now we're going from the Switch to the Switch, and we're not switching consoles. And because we're not switching consoles, I feel like you got to earn that number. And I don't feel like Nintendo's showing us anything that makes them earn that number. So, will they earn my $60? Well, let's be honest. Probably. But I want to know why. Tell me why, Nintendo. All right. Speaking of things that I want Nintendo to say, they have recently announced that all of the Splatoon 2. DLC is being added to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. This is really big because every time Nintendo adds more DLC to the Expansion Pack, they sweeten the pot for those people who have invested in that. Like, uh, Let's be honest, a lot of people invested in that uh, Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack for the N64 games or Some people just for the Genesis games. And it's cool that those games are being available through there, but I felt like it was too expensive. And Nintendo hadn't justified it enough to me to make me fork over their extra money every year to have access to that stuff. But if Nintendo keeps adding the DLC for their first-party games to Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pack, that's compelling. And... The thing that I'm waiting for them to do is announce that that's what they're doing because they keep they keep they keep putting in DLC. But what I really want to hear from Nintendo is we here at Nintendo understand that you value DLC. So we're going to add all first party future DLC to Nintendo Switch online. And maybe that's already their plan, but they haven't told us that. And there's, it's kind of a double-edged sword telling us that. Because if they tell us that, then people are going to stop buying DLC. And a lot of people who already switched to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion, they're going to stop buying that DLC because they know, well, I don't have to buy it. I'm going to get it eventually anyway. But if they don't tell us, then somebody might buy DLC, which then later comes to the expansion. That way, they can possibly get me to jump in on the expansion because of that extra added value there. But they didn't lose any money on people who were already subscribed to the expansion. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Let me know in the comment section down below or at me on Twitter. Um, It's such a weird thing. Nintendo... Tell us what you're doing, and I bet you people will be happy. Transparency is always better than keeping us in the dark. Let's talk about Borderlands, but before we do, click subscribe. Uh, And before we do, I have been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderland on my Xbox Series X. I absolutely love that game. The writing is awesome. The voice acting is fantastic. And of course, the gunplay is a lot like Borderlands 3, so I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. And why do I bring that up? Because Tiny Tina's Wonderland shipped with cross-playing. You could play it on Xbox. You could play it on PlayStation. You could play it on PC. You could play it on your platform of choice. And your friends could play it on their platform of choice. And you could play together, which is incredibly important. I think it's super important for me because I know a lot of my friends have PlayStations and I have an Xbox and we want to be able to play our games together. So, Borderlands 3 shipped without crossplay because Sony said you have to pull it. And that really bothered me, bothered me quite a bit. Now, I didn't play Borderlands 3 um, on PlayStation or on Xbox. I played it on Stadia, and I had an absolute blast with that game. Loved every minute of it. It was my first experience with a Borderlands game. And I know a lot of people were like, Borderlands 3 was not as good as 2. That's fine. I really liked it. I had fun with it. And so there's that. Well, they announced, uh, Gearbox Software announced at at PAX East that they were going to now be adding crossplay to Borderlands 3 with Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Stadia is getting left out. And I wonder if it's too late. Like, we already have the next Borderlands game. I know that Tiny Tina's Wonderland is not a Borderlands game, but it kind of is. So, is it too late for Borderlands 3? I think that a lot of people who are fans of Borderlands probably ended up picking up Borderland or not Borderlands, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and that's the game that they're playing now. And going back and playing Borderlands, maybe people are doing that. I'm sure that there are lots of people that are doing it. In fact, I saw a video... On YouTube the other day, that was showing that there are still people playing Street Fighter Four. So yes, of course people are still playing that game. But if they are, they probably already have a set group that they've been playing with this whole time, and crossplay is just not as important anymore. I, trust me, I want every game to have crossplay. I complain about it every time a game comes out and doesn't have crossplay. I'm not happy about it. My screensaver just kicked in, which it drives me crazy when that happens and I'm in the middle of a video. Um, But is it too late for that to matter? Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Uh, I really, I think it might be too late and I just started a video on my phone and I did not mean to. All right. I want to talk about something else that irritates me. This is not a show that is things that irritate Bill, but it's something that I noticed and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Sonic Origins, which is basically the first few Sonic games, kind of all together is being released. And there's this graphic that Sega put out. And I I do appreciate that Sega is trying to make sure that they clear up any confusion around the sale of their game. But if you need a graphic with like a checkbox matrix in order to help me figure out which version of your game I want to buy, then I think you've made a mistake someplace. Like, even buying the highest-end version of Sonic Origins does not come with everything. There's stuff that you are going to have to buy as DLC after the fact. And it's some of it's really stupid stuff, like having characters animated on the start screen why is that locked behind some kind of paywall? And pre-ordering the game will get you certain things that you will only be able to get when pre-ordering. Can you buy that stuff after the fact? I don't know. It it just seems like I, I see this more and more often where the purchasing process of a video game is too complicated and I just want things to be simple. I think I talked about it on the show before. When I bought Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I bought the Xbox One version by accident instead of the Xbox Series version. And at the time, I think they've actually fixed this since then. But at the time, there was no way for me to purchase that $10 upgrade to go to the next level. And it just... It it shows you why... One of the reasons that I like Steam so much is because there's just there's a game and there's a price for that game and of course they do have different versions but it's not like they don't lock graphics behind those different versions maybe they do maybe i just haven't seen it but when i go on steam and i buy a game i buy the game and i get the same version that you get and maybe your graphics are better than mine but that's because your computer's better than mine not because you spent more money on the game than i did and it just seems I don't know, kind of weird and sleazy, and I don't want to throw that at Gearbox Software because you know with the Tiny Tina's Wonderland stuff, but the the whole thing with the the you know purchase matrix of Sonic Origins just feels goofy, and I don't like it, and uh, I don't know if I want to buy that, and that's too bad because I'm a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I'm trying to oh yeah sure. See? Sonic the Hedgehog, right there. I'm a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Only the 2D versions. I don't like the 3D versions. I'm very curious how the new 3D Sonic is going to play. I know there's a lot of people that are excited for that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, That's it for today's episode of Games with Bill. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you click on that thumbs up button and then watch this video right here before you go anywhere because, hey, it helps. Bye, everybody. Stay awesome.